Beyond Yacht Rock, Yachter and Yacht, Volume 92. You guys wrote them in. You asked, are these songs Yacht Rock or Yacht? We're going to tell you. Because we invented the term Yacht Rock. We're going to rate you song on the Yachtsky scale. 50 and above are Yacht Rock songs. Below 50 are Yacht Rock. My name is J.D. Riznar. I'm Hollywood Steve. Dave. Hunter. We're going to kick things off today with Steely Dance. Any major dude will tell you. It's a song we haven't Yachtskied yet. It's on rotation on Sirius XM station, so I figure we gotta uh, rate it. Let people know if they're getting ripped off or not. <laughs> You're getting ripped off. First of all, JD, excellent intro. Yeah, I'm really working on it. Yeah, so much better than last week's. Yeah. We finally got some practice. You know, we got a, I don't know if you noticed this, but we got a fan email from somebody asking us about the, the asking us. Uh, why isn't the Yacht Rock station on all year round? It's so uh, great. Yeah, I saw that. You guys are great at that. Hey. Yeah, we get, you're not on Facebook, but we get, our Facebook page gets one, oh, you get the same ones? one or two of those a week. Okay. <laughs> um, this is from... Also, somebody asked us uh, to book our band. It happens all the time. <laughs> this is from Steely Dance Pretzel Logic from 1974. Yacht Rock University is open for business, ladies and gentlemen. Professor Victor Feldman, Michael O'Martin, and of course Becker and Fagan are mentoring the 19-year-old David Page and 19-year-old Jeff Picaro making their Steely Dan debuts. Is this too early to be yacht? Is this proto-yacht rock or the real deal? Questions on my mind, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And I also say that we've rated 15 Steely Dan songs. 14 of them made it on the boat. Which one didn't make it on the boat? Uh, any... Only a Fool would say that. It's like from their first or second album. It's, it's an unusual song. I, we haven't done many songs from their first two albums. This is their third album. Yeah, this is where they start to get really jazzy. Mm-hmm. Also, this... uh. It's a little folky. Don't like that guitar. Yeah, I was did it start that too. Did it start with an acoustic guitar? Yeah, listen. Yeah. That's not a killer. This would have been their chance to work with Loggins. Mm-hmm. It's the thing about Steely Dan, never worked with Loggins. But after that acoustic intro, the E piano takes over and is the dominant instrument through the song. It still kind of feels it feels folkier than I remembered it. It's not like not like straight up campfire music, but yeah. like you, you imagine like a singer songwriter like Cat Stevens or Al Stewart or that kind of person. That's it. Kind of it would kind of fit in with with that kind of vibe. It does. There's a little bit more jazz sophistication. Oh uh, yeah, of course, it's Steely Dan to the arrangement. But the bones, I can see the folksy bones are definitely there. You take away some of the some of the chord progressions and some of the e piano noodling. You have a pretty straightforward song. But I think that this is a very early iteration of actual Yacht Rock. I can't think of a good reason for this not to be in the boat other than the fact that it's got that pre-1976 kind of lo-fi recording sound. I would say the reason would be that 
that strummy acoustic guitar. But it's not like it's not driven. By, like you can have an acoustic guitar in a yacht rock song. Yeah, the song's not driven if you're by Christopher it. Cross. The song's not driven by it. And also, if you listen to the chord progression and the arrangement, and the way the the e piano noodles. I mean, it feels like folk rock, but it doesn't feel like the simple campfire sing-along music that we always say, look, yeah. this is not yacht rock. Yeah, it's yeah. not like we're listening to Sister Golden Hair here. Yeah, 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 it's not afternoon delight or anything. It's highly sophisticated. The thing about that uh, the acoustic guitar is it almost... My problem with it is not... It's mostly this... I can hear the strumming of it. It's... I almost don't even hear the notes. I just hear the pick hitting the click the, of the yeah, the old pick click. Yeah, it's it's it sounds like a it sounds like a percussion instrument, and don't like that. I don't like that on the, on a yacht rock song. You, the, but that I think it has a lot to do with the pr- production. Yeah. I'm gonna put this in the fifties. Any particular fifty? Yeah, I'm, I'm still zeroing I'm, in on it. I'm Hunter's gonna go choice. fifty-four. I'm gonna give this uh, a sixty-five. I feel like this would fit in with any any song on the Yacht Rock playlist. Gene Yatsky approved songs. I'm gonna give it a fifty-six. And I'm gonna be the sour puss and give it a forty-nine. Um. And it's mostly for the open, and then the the, the chicka chicka of the acoustic guitar. Uh, Fifty six. So I got it right, is what you're saying. You did a good job, Steve. Nailed it. This is written by Chris Hall at Chris Ha one zero four eight zero five nine five. So it's likely from a Russian troll farm. Uh, female fan, not French robot here. Well, yeah, because you're a Russian bot. Can you Yatsky Paul Davises let me know if it's over? Era appropriate, hashtag Yat. I mean, if you're going to be like the the 10,480,595th person named Chris Hall, why don't you just get a different Twitter name? Yeah. Um... Sometimes I feel like you put your name in and they'll just generate that. For yeah. You. Like they'll yeah, like they'll auto generate some number for you. Well, and I'll answer your question for you, Steve. It's because this is not a person, this is a bot. A troll, perhaps even. The question is very basic. Any you can just train somebody in St. Petersburg to write in Yadernyak questions and very easy for them to do. Yeah, all they have to do is like hop over to Sweden and, and hear some quote-unquote West Coast music yeah. and they've, they've got enough to be operatives. Um, so this Paul Davis, this is Paul Davis and his collaborator at CA CA <laughs> S-E-A-Y uh, They're doing music the same year as their work with Melissa Manchester's uh, For the Working Girl in 1980. 1980, which is really the only Paul Davis connection to anything Yacht Rock. Um, and Cool Night was in 1981. Just for which, for, is that the song of his we put on the boat just yes. barely? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no personnel on this, uh, but Nigel Olsen is on this. 
And uh, while he's not yacht, yacht Rock, he can be seen next to other Yacht Rockers in the dollar bin with embarrassing album, album covers. <laughs> That's how I know Nigel Olsen. I think he's a drummer from, like, England. Stuff. I'll say this is yachtier than most Paul Davis stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think I hear electric piano in the song. It's a string arrangement. This is a little sentimental, isn't it? But let me know if it's over. Perfect yacht rock theme. I don't, you seem to have never called me back. You don't come to my house anymore. Yeah, what's uh? Did you did you break up with me? Could could you let me know if it's over? Cause that is a fool. This is. I, I, if, if Paul Davis was around today, he'd write a song called Have I Been Ghosted? <laughs> and then he'd really appeal to the uh, millennials on their smartphones. Uh, I'm punting 50. I... I was thinking the same thing. I, I may not punt, but I ain't gonna be. I think it. I'll put it on the boat. Fifty is my best number. I think. I'll go fifty-five. I'll give this a. I'll give this a, a sixty-eight. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I gave. I gave. Any major dude to 60 something, and this is yachtier than that, in my opinion. So, so you've set quite the baseline on this uh, on this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the scale has a finger on it because of Steely Dan. Um, I'm I'm gonna stay keep my 50 because his vocals are fit it. It's not terribly off and this pussy ass subject matter fits perfectly too <laughs> so uh what are you thinking steve i'm gonna put it on the boat but i was only gonna give it a 51 i think i'll stick with that and yeah, we got a 56 same as any major dude will tell you makes sense gene system works that's yacht rock we'll find out See now, now what's happened is the Russian bot has, you know, it's taken in more information. The artificial intelligence behind it oh. is going to start infiltrating Yacht Rock and giving us more and more questions. I mean, it's brilliant. It's like they were listening to the show. They know that I'm like looking to do more questions for female fans, so it, it poses as a female fan. You know, these Russian bots play both sides, so they're also while sending these to us, they're sending uh, Yacht Rock review requests for Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Tearing us apart everywhere they can. Um, trying to balkanize Yacht Rock. Pretty soon there's going to be yeah, Yacht Rock and, and Yacht Rock politicians. I want to organize protesters to go to Yacht Rock review shows. <laughs> I think that is so much fun. They're gold. They're winning. Um, I told you guys uh, when they played in town two times ago, I snuck a... Uh, I snuck over there and uh, I put a Jimmy Buffett license plate ring uh, frame on their trailer. Very good. <laughs> this is written in by Dylan Parker at Dylan C. Parker. 
It's Holland Oates, It's Uncanny. And Dylan writes, I know that Philadelphia duo has been yachted before, but I believe this is the most yacht of them all. It's Uncanny from 1977. Hashtag yacht and yacht. So uh, this is from a compilation album came out after Hall & Oates left Atlantic Records for uh, RCA, and Atlantic wanted to squeeze one more money-making album on the back of uh, She's Gone. From what I found, well, this came out in 1977, as uh, Dylan stated, uh, the three new songs that were on this album, including this song, It's Uncanny, were recorded between 1972 and 1974. And I think you can hear that. Yeah, it's it's more in keeping with their early style. It was kind of you get some Philly soul, you get some kind of singer songwritery folk rock type stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say this song sounds like a '60s throwback, but it's it's right next door to the '60s. Yeah, pretty much. Is it's uh, and it definitely has some. You can hear some Todd Rundgren influence on this one. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is at that period of time. Yeah. I feel like in some worlds this could make the boat, but this isn't doing it for me. I'll give it a 41. I'm not going to go that bad because it, I like the guitar on this. Yeah. Yeah, the guitar is really interesting. And there's some really, there's an, it's interesting rhythm section work underneath. This might be good proto-yacht rock. It's not all the way there. Well, yeah, because these guys are arguably the originators of, or at least popularizing Blue-Eyed Soul. Mm-hmm. I love that journey for them, like in our fictitious world, that they like kind of pioneered a version of the sound, and then we're convinced this doesn't work anymore. You guys got rock hard, blah blah blah. And then as they changed, other people like adopted this sound and made it huge, and they were off somewhere else. They finally sold out the right way when they became new age in the eighties. A new wave, new wave, new wave. Yeah. I mean, forty-eight. They were all new age. 48 from Dave. Steve, you gave a number, right? No, I didn't. Okay. I'm going to give I'm gonna give it a 46. I think it's pretty close. I like Dave's number. I'm going to give it a 48, too. I'm going to keep it one away from that 49, but within the margin of error. <laughs> uh, 45.75. Nope. Uh, this song, written in by Jeremy Cargill, at Jeremy Cargill 72 it's Carol King looking out for number one. This is from Carol's 1982 album, One on One. I'd love to get some Carol King on the boat. These New York songs have a always have an edge about them. Mm-hmm. This yeah, this one's... Angry uh, individuals. Yeah. This one's about trying not to step in puddles of pee on the subway. <laughs> this is like, uh, like this and uh, just another notch on your bedpost. Yeah. This has a very similar feel. They're fools, but they're angry fools. Um, what did you learn about this song, Hunter? Oh. Uh, well, I learned that's from 1982's album One to One. Did you say Ooh. that? I said that. Okay. No uh, yacht personnel, from what I can tell. I could probably make a connection if I needed to, but besides a slight shuffle on this, uh, I don't know if this is Yacht Rock, so I don't know if I need to make a connection. I found I found a version of this on YouTube and I looked it up to make sure it was the same on the album and it is uh, the guitar solo is by Eric Johnson, who's uh, he went on to become one of those '80s shred guys who 
He released instrumental albums that sold well among people who had subscriptions to Guitar for the Practice Musician the G- magazine. He was one of the guys from the G3 tour. Probably, yeah. Eric Johnson was one of those. Steve Vai, Eric Johnson. I remember Eric Johnson. Yeah, it's his famous instrumental, Cliffs of Dover. <laughs> I'm excited to hear his guitar solo because it may put over the edge for me. This is feeling like, like Yacht York to me. It's feeling like... Yeah, I feel like there's uh, I feel like there's something here that I wouldn't normally expect from a Carol King song. Yeah, it's it's sort there's of like groove there. It's it's a, it's a nice percolating little groove underneath I like, here. I like the way that she's kind of trying to be tough on the streets. Yeah, because yeah. she's so white. I don't think I gave it on first listen. I don't think I gave this enough uh, enough of a chance. There's a nice bounce, a nice shuffle. Can there be a bounce and a shuffle? I think so. It's so got she, both. I think it has a little bit yeah. of both on there. She's definitely blue-eyed soul. That's her whole thing. And I'm sure all yacht rockers loved her music in the 60s. I think everybody did. Yeah. Still not an individual in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know what? Eric Johnson doesn't have a guitar solo on here. Yeah, but look at this photo of him. Oh, what a sweet dude. This is before he broke out and found his voice. The YouTube version I saw, he played a solo, and it said he played guitar on this track on the album credits, but I guess he doesn't get to do a solo. Was Was it a live? Yeah, it looked like a live performance. Maybe he toured with them. He toured with Carol. Um, I didn't give this enough of a chance, but I'm going to give it a 51. God, what does this sound like? I I won't be able to put my finger on it. sounds a little like Joni Mitchell going a little bit disco. No, but there's a specific song that it sounds like. Bump, bump, bump. Another one bites the dust. Bump, bump. It's a song that we have on the list, but I can't put my finger on it. Write write to me, folks, and tell me if if you can match this with the song I'm thinking. Bump, bump, bump. Heart to heart. Maybe. Maybe. Hold on. Dave, no. stop messing with it. What is that? <laughs> what is it? South of Heaven? No. Ah, fuck. Brain farting. I'll never figure it out. The song changes too quick. I'm, it does sound like something, but I, I don't have enough of it in my head to be able to, yeah. to help out. But I gave it a 51. I give it a 61. I can give it, you know, I can give it a 66. The old I'm gonna, any major dude will tell you scale. <laughs> I'm gonna just got adjusted. I'm gonna say 55 again. I'm gonna go 58. <sighs> what the fuck is that song? Welcome to the barge going through the Hudson River, Yacht York, Carol King. Uh, this one's written by Landon at Old Man Abe. It's Bobby Caldwell. Open your eyes. So uh, this is off 1980's Cat in the Hat. Fucking stupid album name. The <laughs> was, <laughs> he's jazzy, man. See, he's a cat. He's like a hip a hip cat. Oh, no, I get it. 
And he's wearing a hat on the album cover. That, that's right. It's the infamous album that exposed his whiteness, in which he looked like a hippie dressed as a cross between Annie Hall and Indiana Jones. That's the hat. <laughs> See, I think people were mad because they bought it expecting a Dr. Seuss-themed concept album, and they just heard a bunch of yacht rock. I think that's what he had hoped happened. <laughs> I think I'm going to put my face on this, but I don't want people to realize, to be thinking, hey... He's not a black guy, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to call it a cat in a hat so people are more upset that I'm not a Dr. Seuss character. So gaslighting. going to gaslight them. They won't even notice I'm white. This, by the way, this, this album has its highest rated song on the Yatsuki scale, Coming Down From Love. It's, from, it's off this album. Yeah. Got an 81. Um, really the only thing, only person on this is Andy Newmark, and that's about it for names. They're playing Fender Rhodes, I believe, on here. He always had it right. Mm -hmm. He was still in Miami at the time, and he wasn't working with anybody from Toto yet. This is totally Yacht Rock. It's right there in that Yacht Pocket, that tempo's beautiful. It's, uh... He's a unique cat, uh -huh. this Bobby Caldwell. He... And he's wearing a hat. Yeah. To have this sound in Miami and to yeah. be this white mm -hmm. and sound this soulful in Miami yeah. is amazing. Special special little guy in a little corner of the world. I mean, think of what, what Florida was pumping out at this point. You hear that guitar noodling in there? It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could have... Falling into a Bertie Higgins thing. He this guy could have clearly been a Marina Rock guy if you yep. really wanted yeah. to. Mm -hmm. He could have learned from from oh, Jimmy Buffett. Is, like the, all he could have learned from all the worst. This is really nice. This has really nice yacht elements in it. I'm going to give it an 85. I, I do like that. I, I like the... This is a to it's that's okay, so this is when I was listening to this, I was like, this is like a slowed down hold the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yeah, I can hear that. It's it's very much you know the hold the line. Change mine to eighty eight. <laughs> but I've never heard the hold the line that it's almost this slowed down. Just yeah, just it's deliberate. With a very Steely Dan-esque guitar noodling over the hold the line piano. Well, that's but it, that's like Lukather, like yeah. And it it doesn't so, it does it's it sounds like somebody's holding on to the the reel as it's Onto passing. the line. There you go. That's what it is. <laughs> somebody's literally holding the line, keeping mm -hmm. that keeping that reel from going fast enough. I'm going to give this a 77. I'll go 80. Are you expecting to find love? I like that, uh, like that E piano back there. I haven't listened to this album. I'm feeling this album might be a masterpiece. He's so good. A masterpiece with an unfortunate title. <laughs> He's so good. Um, I love the two songs that I know are on this album. I'm not as high as you guys are on this. Uh, I'm giving it a 75. That's only two below me. Yeah. 
Um, but it's an 80 overall. That's Yacht Rock. Bobby Caldwell is some kind of special. I would like to see Bobby Caldwell alive. Yeah, is he still kicking? Still yeah, he, he played here not too long ago at the Carolina Jazz Club, I think. Yeah, you could probably see him at the Rose and Pasadena or the Canyon Club in Thousand Oaks or wherever I got, it is. I got a, I got a one-time look at something to go out of my house. <laughs> one of these days I need to do that. Um, Diane Weist is in a play at the Mark Taper Forum. Samuel Beckett's uh, Oh, Happy Days. Happy yeah. Days. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I didn't realize he created that. I don't know too I much. Wa- I, I wanted to know if he wrote the theme song also. <laughs> the font? <laughs> Is it the font's going to be there? It's, a one, it's like a one-woman show where she plays a character who's like buried up to her waist or sinking into the earth. It's like a really strange play. I might go see it. It's no Bobby Caldwell concert. <laughs> Yeah, but I do like going to the Mark Taper Forum because then I know what NPR is talking about. <laughs> yeah. They're always bringing it up. Um, How are we not talking about this shit-hot jam underneath uh, here? This song is, over as speaking of Hold the Line... This is a tough one. This, it does this step over the Hold the Line or not. This is written in by Selbo at The Real Selbo. This is Maxis, The Higher You Rise. It's for Maxis's one and only album in 1981. Oh, uh, oh, hold on. I got some notes on this. Huge names, mostly all of Maxis, mm-hmm. but also Michael Lamarty and The Champ, The Bink, and DaCosta is on this. Steve, do you remember who The, the Bink is? Yeah, it's Tommy Funderburg from Airplay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I remember this time. This song They're kind great. of out totoing Toto on this. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Is wow. this song cross the hold the line? I think this song might cross the hold the line. I think the tempo is a little too hot. If anything crosses the hold the line, it's coming up. I don't think this does right here. It's this part. Yeah. And I don't know if this does either. Pretty, d- pretty dirty. Hold the lines is a little smoother. This doesn't have Bobby Kimball smoothing things out. Oh, this is pretty smooth. But this is so yachty. Yeah. Yeah. I have a cowbell in my car right now because I haven't unloaded from the show I played <laughs> last week. And it, it's hitting something, so every time I drive, it's just like a, there's a fucking herd of cattle back there. <laughs> I could put this on the boat. Yeah, this is yeah, this is on that hold the line, sure. God, this is so good. It's a cool song. I love Maxis. They're one of my favorite discoveries from this podcast. And they only have one album. Um, you know, I want to say, you know, we talk a lot about Jay Gruska and Robbie Buchanan and Michael Landau with Maxis. But I just want to give a shout out to Jethro Tell drummer guy. I wanna, yeah, I want to give the shout out to Mark Leonard. He's uh, Well, this bassist, Mark Leonard, he's made a few yacht appearances. He also played on Don Johnson's Heartbeat. Oh. And wrote Missing You for John Waite. Pretty sweet dude. Uh, um, and drummer Dwayne Perry, who, yes, he's been Jethro Tell's drummer since 1984. That that linked up uh, episode, what is that, six of Yara? That was a fever. It was, it was Steve's dad was channeling 
Dwayne Perry. Don? Dwayne? Dwayne? It's Dwayne spelled D-O-A-N-E. It's Dwayne. Dwayne? I'm sure it's Dwayne. Um, Ask your dad. He's apparently a huge fan. <laughs> this is a white guy from upstate New York, Dwayne Perry. It's sure it's pronounced Dwayne. Um, is this Hunter? Is this the kind of thing that you would call rock yacht? Yes, hundred percent. Yes, these guys, these guys didn't forget the rock when they got on the boat. Yeah, I am really, really fucking digging this. Yeah. Fucking awesome song. I don't think it's high on the boat though for me. I'm gonna give it a 58. You guys feel free to go higher, but I'm giving yeah. it a 58. I think I'm going way higher than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm flirting with the 80s. I'm trying to place it. Now, how can you justify the 80s? Because I like Cause it. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. I guess it is nice to have something that rocks. That and rocks. And yacht rocks. It's gonna sound nice next to what a fool believes. Yes. Yeah. This is a nice. This is you. This, this is going to transition off of a Toto song splendidly when you're trying to change change the pace on your DJ yeah, set. Yeah, you know, we, we, we put some of the, the more rocking songs on Toto 4 on the boat. 82. I like that. I like that transition. Yeah. 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 yeah there's little touches in it. It's yeah. It's not like, just a, a shitty arena rock song. It's like, yeah. It almost like slips into a Steely Dan kind of vibe here, and then back into uh, Toto. Good use of the AP Annie. These guys were really good. It's a shame they only had one album. You should. Some Beyond Music Cast interviews with some of the guys in Max has sort of shine some light on. Just how unpopular this album was. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I mean I could tell. It's it definitely this is. It there wasn't a huge hit on it, and the one, and their one single was a what a fool believes kind of rip off. Yeah, they were they were supposed to be the next Toto. But Toto wasn't even really the next Toto at this point. I mean they were Toto enough. Like they get, they had a hit album. They were selling pretty well. I know they were on the but they were chopping to, block here. But they were about to transition into the Joseph Williams. Isn't is this post Toto Four? I'm pretty sure. No, it is. I think this is pre. Wasn't Toto Four from '82? Yeah. So this is just before Toto Four came out. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, then it got overshadowed. Then. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was. I thought this was a year after. And yeah, it, they. <laughs> I guess these guys were the Stones to the <laughs> the Toto Beatles. Uh, did you give a number, Steve? Uh, not yet. I'm gonna give it a 76. I also think Max's downfall might have been the embarrassing video to nobody's business, which is creepier and more pervy and more <laughs> more pedof- pedophile than. Um, yeah, it was fine. Then uh, what's his name? Different times. They were trying to marry her. They were making her old fan. <laughs> then ma- they were all trying to marry her. But it was her fantasy. Still, I mean, that's. But they made the video. What they do you were think? trying to make her an honest woman. What do you think fourteen-year-old women dream about? Fucking us all at once. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at them. And, ugh. What song was that for? Nobody's business. Yeah. It's like Benny Mardona's Into the Night, but yeah. like times five because. They're all trying to fuck her. But it was her <laughs> fantasy. They pick her up from school in a limo, and they're all back there with booze. I think they have booze. I don't remember. I think she was more around 17. 15. She was like a model. Yeah, she was a very pretty 15, 16. <laughs> she 
was not appropriate for Maxis to be trying to all bone at one time. Is there... <laughs> not bone, marry. What happens when you any... get married? Well... You bone! You, well, Sometimes. when you get married to five dudes, usually you have to figure out <laughs> who's going to go first. You got to fill out a schedule. Like uh, You want to you wanna go by size. Of... Uh, of uh, the gentleman's uh, reproductive yeah, organ. Yeah, start small yeah. and work up. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you have like a tiny little dick, you don't want to go after the big guy. That yeah, sounds it, like, that sounds like a rule a tiny dick man would make. And if you if you I get at, to go first. Hey, I read a lot. If you look at that Maxis lineup, she's probably got to make her way from like two and a half inches to five. Yeah, <laughs> they not look like well hung gentlemen like our friends in Journey. <laughs> uh, Steve. 88. And that is a 76 overall. Oh, yeah. She's looking 15. Yeah. Yeah. Got a teddy bear there. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. She's a little pink room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, That's pedophilia. I'm not going to do that. I was going to sing along. And I bailed right away. Send them questions to Twitter at Yacht Rock. Hashtag Yacht or Yacht. Go to yachtornyacht.com to look at the Yachtsky scale. Thanks to Patrickology at Hand Gloves. Find certified yacht playlists by following Janiers on Spotify. That's archived by Samuel J. Hill at S. Hill The Voice. Playlist is archived on YouTube by Matt Bird. Follow him on Twitter at Wingnoid for updates on that. YouTube archive playlist. Follow Beyond Yacht. Oh, also you can write us in questions at beyondyachtrock at gmail.com. Follow Beyond Yacht Rock on Instagram. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Go to yachtrock.com for a very useful experience. Theme and bumper by Ocean City Defender. And thanks to producer Matt Brusso out in Burbank, California. Network.